I'm Na. And I'm Nicole. And this is 20 and Some Change. On this episode, we talk about imposter syndrome, what it is, our experiences, and how we shut it down. Have you ever been in a situation where you were riddled with doubt in your capabilities, even though, in reality, you were perfectly capable of the job? No matter how well you do, You always feel that you aren't good enough, especially because you don't see many people that look like yourself in the spaces around you. Well, my friend, that's imposter syndrome. And yes, I deal with it too. My imposter syndrome kicks in any time I show my intellect. So that's anywhere from presenting a project to a classroom full of people, spearheading a meeting at work, or presenting my year-long research to peers and professionals. One example in particular comes up for me. So I really, really wanted to submit my work to a conference. Mm -hmm. This conference was at a school on the East Coast, a big school. Not an Ivy, but you know. She's up there. She's up there. I could see myself there. I wanted to be around the people, but I didn't think that I was good enough to get there. I felt like... I wasn't worthy enough. And I remember contemplating that. And over and over again, I'd be like, no, you don't have what it takes to make it. So why are you even trying? You think you can compare to those kids who've had way more resources than you? What makes you think that you can do what they do? And I started believing it to the point where... I just shoved that application in the back of my head and was kind of like, whatever. I know I'm not going to get it. And I got it. And I think that changed my mind about everything. Mm -hmm. Just like even though I was having all of these negative thoughts, just I just all I had to do was push myself. It took some time to come to terms with myself and my capabilities. But... It was with help. I remember going to my advisor and just being like, I really, really, really want to go. Like, do you think I can make it? And she said this one phrase that changed me for the rest of my life. And it's one that I say all the time now. You are the specialist in the room. So I started believing that. I had spent a year on my research And I knew it more than anyone else. Not in reality, but, you know, in that Mm -hmm. room at my school. Yeah, I knew it. So I was a specialist. It's always crazy to see how much we've came, especially because when we look back in that moment, we never thought that we would advance or even fulfill what we wanted. You know, back then or even just the beginning of our process, We're like, no, we can't do this. Why are we even going to try? And then when we get there and then when we get good, we get confident in our skills and then we step in and become our true selves. But it feels like every time we get comfortable, something new always comes up or we have another thing to feel an imposter about. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. 
So after I sent my application, I got in. You know, my school was flying me out. It was, you know, an, a, a huge accomplishment to me at that point in time. Yeah, they flew you out. I got flewed Ooh. out. <laughs> but I was going to a top school where everyone there was rich and white. I felt like a fraud because I knew I wasn't going to see myself anyway. So it felt like I was fighting for my worth to even be there. For women of color, especially black women, we are directly and indirectly told that we are less deserving of our success. And that's exactly how I was feeling. So whenever someone like us begins to achieve and go against that dominant narrative, we begin to doubt ourselves, even when we're doing everything right. Or we feel like it's never enough because they make it seem like, well, you're supposed to do this anyways. So you're supposed to have accomplished that. So right. is it really an accomplishment if it's supposed to be something you're doing? Exactly. So I got there and I remember checking in and I was assigned to a buddy and I, I was like, girl, aren't you nervous too? Like she just seems so calm and relaxed, like, like she was meant to be there. And I really wanted to feel that too. So I asked her, I was like, why, why are you not nervous? Like you seem pretty excited right now. And I should have been too, but her answer really striked me because it was my reality. She said, this was a really competitive conference and we were chosen and all we have to do is speak about it. Her words helped, but it didn't fix the problem. I remember going up there and being so nervous because once again, no one looked like me. I felt so out of place. And so that's constantly something that... I'm in battle with all of the time. It doesn't get easier, but the feeling pops up less frequently as I always remind myself that I am the specialist, I'm meant to be here, and I deserve it. I think that's something that we all struggle with is never giving ourselves the credit. We're always second-guessing ourselves thinking that someone's going to find out we just got here by luck and we're just going to fail sooner or later. To this day, I still deal with imposter syndrome, but I think especially in nursing school, I just felt so out of place. I was the youngest one in my class. I entered my program when I was 21 and the closest age to me was 27, 29, and then the rest were in their 30s, 40s, some my mom's age, and they already had a medical background. So I felt really intimidated. I felt really out of place. I thought they were looking at me like I was just some kid, like who does she think she is? I felt that I wasn't competent enough to practice the skills because learning something in a classroom is completely different than having to do this on an actual person. And that's what scared me the most, is that I'm taking care of an actual human being. So if I do something wrong, 
I could kill him. Like that's the mm. worst thing that could happen. I could really mess up and just kill this person. And throughout school, I would 90% of the time go into clinical feeling anxious, feeling like what's going to happen today? I hope I don't have, you know, just a shit show because can I handle that? Can I handle what's given to me? It was just really scary. There was a lot of doubt. And even then, when I would get compliments from my clinical instructors or my peers or the nurses at the hospitals, I just wouldn't believe it. I just thought, nah, they're just, they, just, they have to be nice, you know, so they have mm-hmm. to tell me this. So in this case, you weren't seeking any outward validation. Well, I sort of was because I wanted or I needed to hear the good job. I needed to hear, even if I didn't believe it, that really did help. One thing that really helped me throughout nursing school were these things that I considered signs that made me feel good and competent, especially at the hospitals. Like, for example, one thing that made me think, wow, maybe I can do this Mm -hmm. was when in the same day, my clinical instructor, who has also been a nurse for a really long time, another seasoned nurse, the one that I was paired with, and then just a patient that wasn't part of my assignment, I was just checking on him because a call light was on. All three of them in that same day had given me some type of compliment or praise and was like telling me that you know you're gonna be a good nurse and that really was like to get that in the same day I was like okay maybe maybe I do got it maybe I you know (laughs) but that helped a lot but I think now I'm focusing more on what I tell myself and what I can do for myself instead of that external validation because we're not always going to get that, you know? Like, yeah, it's nice to hear. It's really assuring. But at the end of the day, if we don't believe in ourselves first, then it's going to show, you know? And we're going to keep seeking and seeking, and that might not even get fed. Yeah, getting that praise is so monumental. And it's just interesting how in my story and in your scenario – that same thing happens where we are in a situation that totally checks our imposter syndrome and puts everything into perspective. I don't know if you feel this way, but with imposter syndrome, there's a bit of fear, right? Right. And have you noticed that that fear mainly comes from people's perceptions of you and not really what you think of yourself? Exactly. I think because we're scared to fail or we're scared to look a type of way to another person is where it all starts, you know, because we're worrying about how we seem or how we perform in front of other people. And I think what links to that perception of us is how we look. For you, you believe that you're not able to do something because of how young you are. Mm -hmm. And people see that immediately Mm -hmm. in your face, right? Right. You have a very youthful face. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And for me, when people see me for the first time, 
They see my skin color. They see my gender, which is a young black woman. But they also see the gold piercings, the tooth gem, and the wild curly hair. Well, what does that signal to them? That doesn't signal a smart person. That probably signals someone who's lazy, who doesn't care about themselves, who is just living life and not thinking about her next step. Did they even go to college? Exactly. Yeah. So automatically in our heads, now we're already working to not only prove them wrong, but now we're working against our own thoughts as well. But now as I'm continuing to grow, I'm realizing that I can't look for that external validation. I feel like imposter syndrome is even harder if you rely on that and you have to really truly work on yourself and you have to be the one to tell yourself, I'm competent, I'm smart, I'm here for a reason because I put in the work and I deserve to be here. How do you remind yourself that you are capable and that you are competent? I battle my imposter syndrome through practice. That's either practicing the feeling and running myself through the emotions. So I will sit down in my room and I'll think up a scenario and I'll put myself in the emotions of it all. Honestly, that can be pretty traumatic and exhausting because once you do it one time, the second time is going to be easier. And then you can honestly keep yourself in that loop if you're not careful about it. So another way that I battle it is by continuously throwing myself in physical situations that force me to expand. So let's say I'm in my current job position and I've been in it for five or six months, which is not a long time, but For someone who doesn't like to be stagnant, it is. So I'm always looking for different ways or different projects to kind of switch up the monotony. It's more of a personal thing that I do, but it is a way of advancement. So you keep doing the same thing. You leave or you ask for something else to do. Now, honestly, leaving's easy because you can just put in your two weeks and walk away. If you don't do anything, you'll eventually become less happy. So that leaves us to asking, which is a type of confrontation if we really look at it. And I think a lot of people try to avoid that as much as possible, myself included. But I will push myself to talk to my director, talk to someone up high that can point me in the right direction because at the end of the day they understand that I'm a I'm someone who wants to advance myself I'm someone who has overarching high goals and I know that in hindsight that they're going to respect me for that for taking that initiative to ask but I could definitely see myself from year from years past doing the opposite and just actually doing nothing like just taking myself as having the job as the main accomplishment and just staying in that 
realm because it really depends on what you want out of life, right? And I try to frame it like, will I regret not doing this? If I don't take this action, will it make me more happy, less happy, or nothing? And I never like the nothing option. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't like the less happy option. So I'm always leaning toward more happiness. What helps to shut down imposter syndrome and what definitely helped me is to keep is to give myself that validation. You know, of course, we mentioned that external praise, external validation is assuring, but at the end of the day, it's not going to fix how we feel if we can't believe that first. I like to run over all the things that I've accomplished and I ask myself, you think you really got here? because of luck. You think you accomplished X, Y, and Z just because of luck? No, you didn't. And I tell myself, you put in the work, you carried out these skills, you provided this care, and you're in it. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your support. If you'd like to connect with us more, follow us on the gram at 20 and some change. 